Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, true creators. This episode is once again a channeling that I did with two of my friends. And what started this channeling was one of my friends sent me um, an article from NASA saying that there was a massive solar storm hitting the earth, that it was going to be affecting the earth to the point where we needed to have our cell phones turned off during certain hours or it could essentially cause brain damage. So I wanted to go in. I know we've all been talking about the Schumann resonance and these solar flares and what's going on um, with all of these energies. So I wanted to channel about it. Some really beautiful information came through, and I hope you enjoy it. Part of what we're experiencing with the solar flares is... It's really a resolution of the um, emotional planes. And I want to go into what that means. Well, we're all going through a transmutation process. So solar flares equal on an energetic perspective because it is energy and, you know, we tend to translate it into something very physical, even though it's it's literally light. Um, and vibrations, right? And so these vibrations, as they flare, as they expand and sort of, you know, um, hit us or push into the atmosphere, push into the, they wave, they wave in is a better way to put it. As that happens, what's really happening is it's an amplified energy, And I know that sounds really obvious, but if we can think of it in terms of just energy, we can see that it's amplified, right? And and we can simplify it that way. It's an amplified energy. We're used to a certain frequency. When that frequency amplifies, really what's happening is it is from a higher frequency perspective. And so we're essentially being shifted in frequency because we're receiving these um, amplified light frequencies. And anything that can't dance in harmony with these amplified frequencies is going to, it's going to come up to the surface. We're going to, we're going to notice it. Right. And so a lot of these emotional waves, emotions are really attachments to things. Um, when we ascend in frequency within ourselves, we actually don't, after a while, (laughs) we don't feel the negative emotions, not because we've like cut ourselves off from it, but because, because we don't have attachment to the same things that we used to. 
we don't suffer because we don't have attachment to the same things that we used to. And so our emotions become very clarified and very pure. And we, so we might still feel strong emotions because that's really energy moving through the body, but the interpretation of them is not suffering. It's not so much discomfort because we don't have resistance within ourselves. So all of that being said, as we're met with these solar flares, we're going to notice a lot of different things come up. It's shifting the planetary frequency and anything within us that kind of can't dance or vibrate at that really high frequency, we're going to notice it. It's going to sort of come up to the surface. Like the image that I'm getting right now is when you sift sand and all the things that can't go through the holes. It's like, okay, those, those actually need to be transmuted. So my emotionality is serving me to see, in fact, I feel it in my solar plexus and it's showing me what doesn't match with these higher frequency amplified codes that are coming to the planet that we're experiencing as humans. All that being said, it's perfect. The emotions, even the lower, more dense emotions and the suffering and the attachment to things and the control, all of that, it's still all perfect. You know, knowing that we're going to transmute these things doesn't mean that they're inherently bad. It just means that they don't match this amplified frequency. It essentially means there's a certain layer of the game that we're moving beyond. You know, I can compare it to like popcorn popping. I I like to compare the awakening to that because I feel like it's a really good example. We go through these shifts and these changes as we heat up essentially. (laughs) And at a certain point, we just pop into the new realm. We just expand. and, and, And then the old, while it served us and it was great and it was part of the game that we were playing, once we expand, it doesn't, uh, it's, it's transmuted, right? It's sort of, it's a shell. I want to go a bit deeper because I want to look at the NASA part. There's something that's really like a big question mark with that for me. I can feel the pure intentions of sending out that message. In fact, I can feel that there's a bit of a scientific freak out right now. (laughs) Um, Trying to quantify what's happening in this ascension process. Like if we view it from a a very physical standpoint, we're going to be really confused and freaked out. But if we can view it from the standpoint even of evolution, although it's really an evolution of souls is the word that comes to me, the phrase that comes to me. If we view it beyond the mind from a perspective of we're going through a global shift that's actually part of the ascension, you know? And when we look at, when we try and look at it from a very practical or scientific viewpoint, all we're doing is we're trying to stay in a box, you know, like ascension 
And this concept of ascension, we say it's woo-woo and we put it in this outside category only because it doesn't fit in the box that we previously built. (laughs) Not because it's not true. If we called it science, we would be more comfortable with it. But science is a certain thing at this point. We don't take into consideration intuition and different vibratory frequencies within the body and really the fact that we're all powerful creators, we're still trying to quantify it in very um, old school sort of ways to match the mind. But there is an ascension process and we can think of the word ascension as something that's, you know, spiritual only, but, but really it's an energetic process that just moves outside of the quantifiable um, terms of science. All that being said, there is a bit of a, a freak out because there is a witnessing of what's happening and a witnessing that while this is going, this is going beyond what we can conceive of explaining. And when it goes beyond explaining, our danger sensors come up, right? That's why in order to go through this awakening, this energetic expansion, we have to move beyond the parameters of the mind. If we're in the mind, as soon as we kind of color outside of the lines, even a little bit, we can't quantify something. There's an internal freak out. (laughs) That's, and then, and then we're like, ah, the sky is falling. It's like, no, no, no. And even, you know, within spiritual communities, there's a freak out. We need to know that just because we can't quantify something, it doesn't make it bad. It's just beyond the parameters of the mind. And the mind is something that we've created ourselves, right? We, we create these parameters ourselves so that we can have a specific game. Not because it's true empirically, but it's because we want to have a, a game that we play in. What I'm witnessing within the scientific community is it it is a little bit like those end of the world movies, but it's not it's not that huge. But there is a feeling of I don't understand this. How can we keep people safe? I haven't seen this before. How can we keep people safe without freaking out? Also, I'm kind of freaking out, right? That's the the that's what I'm feeling from the scientific community. Now, some of course are very curious and they're just witnessing this from a place of curiosity, which many scientists are like this, right? But it is human nature to have fear when something moves outside of our mental parameters. May I bring something in that came through when we were in ceremony this morning? Yes. Our brains are also evolving. You brought this through. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> our brains are actually way more capable of perceiving than we've given them the limitation to. Yes. And it's beautiful that you just brought that through because the next thing that was coming in, we talk a lot about moving into the heart in this ascension process, but also our mind. I love that you just brought that up because I was just going to say also our mind is moving into psychedelic territory. Psychedelic territory is the boundaries have been removed or um, many of the boundaries have been removed and we're starting to perceive 
on a higher vibration and the higher vibrations, they speak with a different language. They speak in the language that we call psychedelic, right? So I love that you just said that because I am a goldfish and I do forget almost instantly what I channel. <laughs> I mm-hmm. If there are any practices or plants or herbs, anything that we can do in like, you know, practice on our own to kind of like ins- assist these um, upgrades and in, in our brains and just all the energy going on. Oh, there's so many. It's all a bit dependent on where the resistance is within each person. So just like anything else, every person is going to have their own path. It's kind of like anything else, you know, but it's also on a different level. We're entering a new phase. We've crossed the threshold. It's, it's literally already been crossed. And that threshold is, you know, this is kind of the new normal. <laughs> and it makes me want to laugh and cry at the same time. Um, the reason that this is the new normal is because collectively we have, you know, individually and collectively passed through a threshold into a higher vibration. So speaking of the Schumann resonance, we are literally witnessing moving into psychedelic spaces, right? And let me dive a little deeper into psychedelic spaces. Anyone who's done plant medicine, or this can happen organically as well. Um, For me, it happened organically in my awakening where we start to witness beyond the parameters of the mind that we've previously had. And when we expand into seeing beyond those parameters, we see often the same sort of way that we would see in a drug trip, right? Or in a sacred plant medicine trip, I should say. And so we see in sacred geometry, we see in numbers, we see the colors melding. Things are not as static as what we've previously programmed ourselves to believe. And the Schumann resonance with the graphics that are showing up, it, it makes me laugh. It's almost like this beautiful, I mean, I, I keep saying it just feels like a beautiful cosmic dance, right? Because now we're seeing in those frequencies, we're able to witness because our vibration has risen individually and, coll- and thus collectively to a place where we are existing outside of those previous parameters and we're witnessing, we're able to actually perceive it. Everyone knows those moments where things are so synchronistic that it feels a bit like the Truman show, right? And it it is trippy, you know, that's what we're, that's actually the reality. It's the reality of harmony you know? Um, and that's why naturally, as we move into these realms, as we move into these higher frequencies, we, we inherently are telepathic. We inherently are able to transform and do things outside of our previous belief system. And the reason for this is the density isn't there and the density is really a perception. So, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but we have 
collectively cross the threshold. And what I'm seeing is there's more. Like I'm just seeing like waves, 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 like, okay, more, more amping up. But it's like a roller coaster ride. It's not something scary. Remember, fear is just a perception. It's the way that we're intaking what's happening. It's not empirical truth. And so, you know, things that we're going to actually get used to, we're going to start seeing earth changes because earth changes are, they are amping up. I'm seeing several different things. And in the past, I've seen these things and it has caused fear in me. I'm seeing it from a new perspective now. Like I'm seeing massive tidal waves. I'm seeing earthquakes. I'm seeing, you know, uh, volcanic eruptions and things, you know, that are related to those earthquakes and the water, of course, related to those earthquakes, the way that I perceive it now, it's not scary. And it never feels like punishment. It never feels like, oh, we're messing up. And so the earth is capsizing humanity. It's like, it's actually the opposite. (laughs) Our vibration is shifting to the point where the earth has to change as well. Just like our human physical bodies, when we go through an awakening process, we physically change. We are changing from carbon-based to crystalline and the carbon base falls away. And there is an inherent destruction in that falling away. And we perceive that destruction as something big and bad and scary, but it's not, it's just what's happening. It's actually a really cool thing. And it's happening on the planet as well. When we see earth changes, it's, we need to stop interpreting it as some sort of punishment, like, like humanity has fallen. (laughs) It's just, you know, and, and of course people are going to still see it that way and that's fine, but it's just truly, it's not that from a higher perspective. In fact, It's that the collective has reached a higher frequency. And so we have to shift. We have to move. Matter has to readjust to fit the sacred geometrical patterns, right? And so the earth is is going to align itself. The earth is just like, ah, like, like kind of stretching and moving and dancing with these frequencies. Like, okay, we're aligning now. And we freak out like, you know, humans do, Uh, but it's all just moving in this perfect, like alignment. It's coming into alignment, right? It feels, it really feels like the sun and the earth and all the planets. We're just dancing. It's just a dance when we don't look at it with um, a perception of, is it good or is it bad? It's, it's a dance. It's beautiful right? And so how can we work with our bodies, right? Because people are experiencing physical symptoms. Uh, Here's one that I'm experiencing. My mind, and I've, I've said this, I think to both of you, my mind feels like it's turning into genetic material, like in a chrysalis. (laughs) <laughs> and then like somehow a butterfly is going to emerge and my mind's going to be so clean after this process. My mind is really realigning and there are some stubborn patternings in there, but it's so beautiful because it's opening. It's opening my perception to more of what is. 
And, you know, here's another thing that I'm receiving right now is that people are having um, heart shifts, like heart palpitations. Um, and some people will be very thirsty. And some people are, I'm hearing a lot of people are very tired right now, just just out for the count. I kind of want to look at that, like, because fatigue is one that I'm hearing from so many people externally. Getting a little sleepy helia. Yep. <laughs> you know what it is? It's when we sleep, we have less resistance. And there are some people who um, want to have that. I don't want to say unconscious because it's a different layer of consciousness, right? So for example, you, Helia, you really do move through awareness in your dream time. That is a big place of you readjusting, understanding things. That's, that's where, that's where you tend to go for understanding in a lot of ways. And so for you going to sleep is where you can move through these changes and witness them most succinctly. I'm the type of person who I like to have my eyes wide open. <laughs> you know, when I'm getting a shot, I'm staring at the shot like, okay, oh I'm going to watch it. We're right. So We're very different <laughs> in that. Right. But I, it's like, I have to watch it so that I know what's going on. I have been very energized. I've had a lot of energy and it's because I want to witness my own mind breaking down. Right. So everybody's going to have their own unique way of navigating this. In fact, some people are not having what we would term like, um, I don't know, negative or whatever. Some people are just experiencing like bliss, like moving through the heart, right? Just like so much happiness and gratitude. I'm also witnessing part of what's going on with me is that those up and downs uh, of emotionality. And that emotionality is, um, it happens in the heart space a lot because it is, we put emotions in front of divine love, if that makes sense. Because everything is divine love. And so when we're experiencing an emotion that we interpret, I think that's kind of the, the way to delineate it. Like, oh, I'm feeling something and I could describe it as a tightness or I could say, I'm sad, right? The description is actually sort of a barrier between um, others, between existence and the heart space. And so as I'm, as I'm moving through these shifts, I'm noticing the, the um, waves of emotionality and when we experience these waves of emotionality or we um, really, when we experience anything, the, the, the quickest, I almost said the best, but a better descriptor would be the most easeful way of moving through any change is to simply be the witness to it. You know, and this has been taught for centuries, be the witness to it, just witness it without attachment because it's moving on its own. Oftentimes when we look at something and we're like, whoa, what is that? And we call it sadness or we call it frustration or we call it illness. That's when it gets stuck in a relooping pattern. We actually witness it without attaching to it and it moves through naturally. 
breath work is really helpful. Drinking water is really helpful. Sun gazing is really helpful. Grounding and being in water and being with the earth. In fact, physically burying your feet (laughs) or like your body in the earth is incredibly soothing. And it can be very helpful for people right now. Remember when we receive these energetic upgrades, they're often different than what we previously thought. Like we, we can't see what we haven't seen, which is kind of a funny part of the game. And so what I'm receiving is that this is going to make you feel a bit dizzy Mm -hmm. um, and a little bit emotionally, like a little unstable um, and just know that again, it's frequencies moving out. It's, it's, um, you know, it's again, don't attach to what you're experiencing. Let it move through you. And this is really helpful for anyone listening to this. Things are going to come up, know that it's coming up because it's moving out and it's being transmuted. There's a lot of movement. A lot of times we witness because of our perception as humans, we witness, we zoom into things, right? We zoom in and we're like, oh my God, this one thing. And, and it becomes like our whole world. When we can zoom out and see the, the broader picture, we know that actually that thing that seemed really scary was a part of the full picture that's so beautiful, right? It's just because we're in a time-based existence, we perceive one moment in time and freak out about it. So this wraps right back to, you know, how do we stabilize through these changes? In essence, we don't stabilize in the way that we've ever stabilized before, because to stabilize in the way that we previously had is to try and hold on to control. It's try to make, is you know, a lot of times we think, How can we stabilize? Meaning, how can I continue this mental paradigm that I have had? We can't. We have to allow things to break down and allow ourselves to move through these changes with trust, with ease, with non-attachment. We find our stability not in the parameters that we previously had, like, oh, I understand this, it's safe. I don't understand this. It's not safe. We move, instead, we move into, I trust the process. I trust presence. In present moment, we can zoom out. Present moment is like, whoop, we zoom way out and we're able to see and perceive the bigger picture. So we do, it's different. It's different now, right? Um, and, and there really isn't, you know, a lot of times we think, um, oh, if I get sick, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with me that I can't control this. I, I'm saying this from firsthand experience. And it turns into this game of control. How do I control the symptoms? How do I control the way that this is ex- that I'm experiencing this breakdown and rebuild through the body? How do I control it? We don't. We don't. We let go of the control. We surrender 
And we learn trust in a new way that's outside of our previously held paradigm. And then we move into, we move into the psychedelic earth frequencies and we, we join the dance. It's not static. It's not controlled. It's a dance. We, we dance with it. We, we expand our consciousness and we move in harmony with what is. And then the, the symptoms that come up, the things that come up that are uncomfortable, we recognize that as resistance to the harmony that's inherent in us. It's just resistance to what is. It's all only ever resistance to what is. And so then we, that's why breath work, we breathe through it. That's why grounding, because we're surrendering to the earth. That's why sun gazing, because we're attuning to the sun. That's why we drink water, because we rinse away the things that are tight, the things that have already loosened up and are ready to move through us. A water holds a frequency as well. Its own frequency, right? And, oh, there's a whole thing that I could download about water right now. Maybe we should do another one of these about water because it's like, as soon as I said water, it opened this whole gateway of understanding about the frequency of water and what it's really, mm. I'd like to do that. I'd like to go in and, and discover water because it has its own frequency and it can be attuned to so many things. It's, it's actually like, why aren't we thinking of that as a plant medicine? It's really powerful. It's really powerful. Each of us individually have a whole landscape of things that are going to work for us based on the way that we're built. Ayurveda is really helpful for you right now because you, um, there's some cooling down internally that needs to happen and you can be in water, but you almost would have to live in water to do, to do the cooling down that needs to happen within you. So using herbs, I have a bunch of mint in the fridge. Um, eucalyptus, we need to, we need to get on that. Actually, both of us need to to drink it. Um, and I need to sort of like bathe in it, be external with it as well. So using herbs is, again, we've got these lines. This is plant medicine. This isn't, this is food. This isn't, you know what I mean? Some of those lines are very reasonable, we don't want to eat everything and we don't want to take everything as if it's plant medicine. However, we are communing with everything all the time. We're communing with the sun. We're communing with the earth. You know, I was told during my first ayahuasca experience that our breath is the most intimate experience that we can have with life. We are literally taking it in. We're communing with it. And then we go through this whole process where, you know, the particles within the air are, you know, disseminated through our body and, and all of that. Right. So it's this incredibly intimate experience. We're communing with everything. And 
if we can treat even the things that we eat as if it is our plant medicine, right? As if we are communing with it. This is the purpose behind praying before you eat. You know, a lot of cultures, it's a, it's a sort of rote thing that we do. But if we can bring more consciousness to it, why do we pray before we eat? We're communing with our food, you know? We could pray before we commune with each other. <laughs> Life can be a prayer, right? We can go on and on because everything is communing. And so, you know, connecting with different herbs, listening to the dance that's happening within our individual bodies and what in nature can help us become more in harmony with existence. We live on earth. And so everything within earth is capable of harmony. Um, let me put that in a, in a more succinct way. We are built of the material world. Our bodies are material. And so everything within this material existence dances within a certain frequency realm, right? So it's the material realm. There is a material dance. <laughs> it sounds like a Madonna song, but I'm not going there, right? So we're in the material world. Everything within that realm has its own frequency dance. And that's why we eat certain things. This is really helpful for me. That's why we eat certain things. That's why we eat at a certain time of day. What we're doing is we're learning to have our bodies, which have been become very far removed from nature, which is just crazy to think about because we are nature. You know, it's such a crazy program. Um, so we learn to commune with nature as we were intended to. We are nature. And the more that we're able to attune ourselves to that material frequency, the more that we will find stability. The last thing that's coming through, the sun is really assisting. Like the sun is its own consciousness and it's assisting in the activation of the earth and the whole cosmic dance. There is something very specific happening on earth and nothing is an island. Everything is, is always working together. There's a, there's a whole large scale dance that's always happening. But if we're talking specifically about our experience here on earth, the sun is, it's like, I want to say the sun is doing this on purpose. Of course, you know, um, what's really happening is the sun is playfully dancing and also going through its own experience. It's kind of hard to, to put into words because it almost seems like I'm anthropomorphizing the sun, but it's, it's not that it's the sun has its own consciousness and it's all working together and it is purposeful because it's part of 
the shifting in frequencies, the earth's ascension process, right? And so now more light is hitting the planet and more of these waves are hitting the planet and it's all divinely harmonized in perfect timing. What I'm being shown is that the sun is activating something that the earth needs activated, right? It, it almost, I guess the most accurate description is it's almost like the sun is sending these um, shock waves so that the earth can further moves through these energetic experiences. It's like the sage touching Emily's head. It, yes. And I was going to say it's like acupuncture, right? It's sort of like the sun is like, okay, you need this. And the earth is all, ah, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the earth starts vibrating. Like it is, it is a dance. It's, it's purposeful and beautiful. Almost like the sun is a conductor of energies throughout our solar system. It's the conductor creating the symphony. Thank you so much for joining us on the True Creator Podcast today. If you gained any insight or received benefit from anything that was shared, I would love if you would subscribe and leave this podcast a review. Also, be sure to check the show notes for anything that you may have missed and links to work with me or one of my guests. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next one.